Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. This is the Balls Over the Top podcast, NFL Week 6? Six. Oh, my goodness. I know. Pretty crazy. I'm your host, Michael Rock. And I'm your host, Brendan Collins, and we've got another exciting uh, show of predictions and forecasting and our little insight into this week's NFL activities. Yeah, it's going to be another exciting week. Uh, This one, I'm not going to lie. I'm surprised it's happening. Yeah, uh, me too. I mean, we've seen a number of teams have COVID-related issues. We've seen uh, the Patriots put three players on the COVID list. We've seen the Falcons put a player on the COVID list. We've seen the Jaguars put a double-digit number of people, personnel on their their team, underneath their organization, uh, go onto the COVID list. There's a lot of outbreaks happening right now. Yeah, I mean, I even saw, you know, the Ravens uh, player on their practice squad was just put on. Yeah, I think they're one of their nose tackles or something. Yeah, so, you know, it's pretty crazy. It seems like the NFL has really no control over this, and they're just trying to play it off like they do still. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they're just testing, and they're Yeah, multiple get Patriots it. players testing positive and, you know, still moving full steam ahead with their game this weekend. Reopening facilities. But it seems like that's maybe all over the board. You know, Nick's Saban from Alabama tested positive uh, this week, and and he's already going to be he already coached again today. Yeah, so uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how uh, how this goes, how they handle it. Um, but yeah, we've got a full docket of uh, NFL Sunday coming at us. Yeah, at least as of now, we'll see if any of these games get the axe as of the morning. Keep yeah. an eye on Adam Schefter's Twitter. We uh, uh, we delayed this as late as possible to try and give you the yeah, most special Saturday info. night uh, podcast. So yeah, really up to the minute stuff here. But uh, as it is now, it looks like the one o'clock games are going to be kicking off with the Atlanta Falcons and the Minnesota Vikings. The game that everybody wants. This is a hot one for people to really invest into. This game's terrible. I'm sorry. This is just like the you. two teams that you thought could be, honestly, playoff or even Super Bowl contenders if things went right, and things have gone horribly wrong. Just, they fell coming out the starting gate, and then they just simultaneously broke both their ankles trying to stand up. I mean, you have a absolutely abysmal Falcons team who is fresh off the heels of axing their coach coming up against a Minnesota Vikings team which had put on you know three dismal offensive displays one half decent one with a with a terrible uh, leaky defense at the back I mean yeah this uh this is a weird bad matchup so I can feel really comfortable I'm just gonna pick the Falcons in this one money line I'll take them plus four points. And this over-under at 54.5 is is terrible, but why not take the over in this one? Neither team can really stop anybody, and they both have pretty good passing offenses. Where are you at with this one? I'm totally lost with this one, to be honest with you. I The, the Falcons firing Dan Quinn are going to be operating under an interim head coach. A lot of people are feeling the heat there. Matt Ryan might be feeling a little bit of the hot seat. Uh, especially with Trevor Lawrence being a Georgia boy coming out of Clemson yeah, this, this year. Yeah, this year's draft. Um, 
I can see the Falcons pulling it together and getting a win, especially with Dalvin Cook injured and, and going to be missing this game for the Vikings. That's a big that's a big loss. So I actually think I go Atlanta points. I go Atlanta money line. And then I think that over under 54.5 is just silly stupid. It's so I think, I think each of these teams are teams that, like, once every four weeks lights up the scoreboard. I don't see both of them lighting up the scoreboard. Yeah, in the that same would, week. I mean, that would, it would be, uh, it would be, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, their so, defenses are just so bad. Yeah, so I think I go under on this game. Um, the next game on the docket is our home team, and this is a game I honestly cannot say I'm looking forward to. The Eagles are playing against the Baltimore Ravens. Yes. Uh, the Eagles are heavy underdogs, as they should be, at 9.5 points. I'm actually shocked it's even that close. Uh, minus 450 for the Ravens on the money line. Eagles are plus 350. And 46.5 is the spread. That seems actually pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, a good number. I could th- see like a 31-17, you know, something like that. Yeah, come um, real close. I think i got to go Baltimore across the board. I don't even think I see us covering the 9.5 points, even though it's a fat spread. Uh, I'm, I'm not quite there. I think the Eagles have done enough in the past few weeks, especially their defense, to possibly uh, at least move around that offensive line of the Ravens and just keep this game close enough. So I'm going to take the Eagles with the points, taking the Ravens' money line, and I'm taking the under in this one, under 46.5. I just don't see I just don't see two offensive uh, displays coming out of this one. Next 1 o'clock game we got is Chicago Bears facing off Carolina Panthers, and this game is real close. Chicago Bears are barely fair, or barely dogs in this one, getting plus 1.5, uh, and an over-under at 44.5. Where are you feeling in this game? Um, I think I go over on that 44.5. Mm-hmm. The rest of it's pretty tough to choose. I think I go Chicago. Um, you know, McCaffrey's still injured for the Panthers. Mm-hmm. It's going to be several weeks before he's back yet. That team has been really good. Matt Rule's done a great job down there. But I think that Chicago team's been a little bit more impressive. I think Nick Foles got his footing under him. They, they're they coming off riding high off of a big Tampa Bay upset mm-hmm. on Thursday night last week. Yeah, which feels like a century ago. At this it really point. does. Uh, so I think I'd go Chicago pulling off the upset as the underdog obviously give them the points if they're if you're if the house is giving them to you and uh i think i go over 44 and a half uh well i mean not to detract from the show but i'm right there with you uh i think the bears have done just enough that i have uh faith and i have faith in nick Foles too i think they get the victory in this one might as well take the points and yeah, I see this being an over. I I really liked what I've seen out of Terry uh, Bridgewater so far, uh, especially these past couple of weeks. I think this is going to be a pretty good game, and I think it's going to be very close. Um, so another one o'clock game on the docket. This one I don't think should be as close, but you never know. Cincinnati's playing against Indianapolis. Uh, Indy has been honestly pretty solid, but they're in a little bit of no man's land. 
Philip Rivers is leading the AFC in interceptions. Carson Wentz is leading the NFC in interceptions. Mm-hmm. But but Philip Rivers is leading the AFC in interceptions. And apparently, uh, I saw a weird stat that says almost all of his interceptions have come when it has been just a four man rush. So not against pressure, but against just actually drop back coverage. Mm-hmm. He's just not reading the coverage well, which isn't ideal for a quarterback who's been around as long as he he yeah. has. You would kind of think his ability to read coverage would be what would give him value. I do think that the Colts end up pulling this win out. I do think the Colts pull the win out uh, fairly comfortably, and so they end up covering that uh, seven-and-a-half point line. Um, uh, boy. I think we go under 46. I just don't see the Colts lighten it up that much, and I think that the reason the Bengals don't score is that that Colts defense has actually been very good this year. Uh, yes. I I think this game is going to be a lot closer than you think. I think this game... I, d- I don't have enough faith in Phillip Rivers to really run up the score, not by more than a touchdown. So I'm going to take the Bengals with the points... I'm going to take the Colts' money line, and I'm taking the under that 46. I think this is going to be a, like one of those like 17-13 games where it's going to be a, a pretty well-drawn-out, longer-type longer, longer type game. Some real big defensive stands. Uh, next, next game on the docket, uh, a, a surprising battle, uh, a divisional battle, for the Cleveland Browns facing off against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are favorites by three and a half, and the over and under in this one is 50 and a half. Gotta say, I, uh, I think on this one, if you're getting points with the Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Browns have been really good this season. I don't have a ton of faith in the Steelers team. Uh, there were multiple points in which when playing the Eagles they looked like they were capable of surrendering that game and I think Cleveland is a better team at the moment um, it looks like Odell Beckham Jr. is going to play it looks like you know pretty much everybody who we thought was going to be healthy is going to be healthy so I'm I'm going with the, the Browns in this one Give me the points, and I think we're going to see a pretty good offensive display. I'm going over in that 50, uh, 15 and a half. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of the games I'm most excited about this weekend, right? This is the first time these teams are playing each other since Miles Garrett used Mason Rudolph's helmet as a weapon last year, mm-hmm. getting him suspended for the season. Um, I mean, you know, the Steelers are undefeated. Uh, coming off of that win last week against the Eagles. We have uh, the Ravens also sitting very tall in that division, and the Browns. So, you know, it's a highly competitive division. Mm -hmm. The Browns really making more noise than they've made in 20 years. Mm -hmm. But you have a Steelers team that's riding high, looked pretty good against the Eagles last week, and... I think this is maybe the 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 game the one o'clock game that I'm circling mm-hmm. as the one I'm most excited to see. Yes. With that being said, I think I'm going to go with a weird one here. Mm-hmm. 
I think I'm taking Cleveland with the spread, but I think I'm going to go Pittsburgh money line. Ooh. I think that this is a shootout game, game decided by a field goal. Not necessarily a shootout, but a game decided by a field goal, a back and forth. Never is one team running away with it, Interesting. but a, a scratching and clawing. I could very easily see Cleveland run, uh, you know, squeaking it out at the end. Mm-hmm. But that's kind of my point: is it is a one one possession game in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm giving it to Pittsburgh because they are the home team, because they do have the veteran quarterback who is accustomed to pulling out close games. True. That Cleveland team is a little bit too young, a little bit too inexperienced with winning. Yeah, for and a that's why, matchup. Yeah. Um. Another game at one o'clock. Wait, hey, over oh, under. Oh, sorry, over under fifty and a half. I go under. That's yeah, too high. Yeah. Too high. Yeah. All right. Uh, Denver Broncos versus New England Patriots. It's an eight-point spread. The Pat- game that Adam Schefter is swearing is going to happen. Yeah, he's sweating bullets for, for trying to find out what's going to happen yeah. here. Um, he's got his sources really by the uh, all eight of his phones lined up. Yeah, he's got. He's got a whole bunch of people by the short and curlies trying to get some uh, Yeah, I mean, this game's crazy because really both of these teams now have had their schedules totally flipped on their heads. Mm-hmm. The Patriots have been an absolute mess when it comes to COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if this game happens, I think it's going to be a slaughtering. I think New England, one thing you don't want is Bill Belichick to have extra time to prepare, and that's what he's had. Yes. Um, Cam Newton is healthy again off of the COVID list mm-hmm. and that's the most important person to play uh, on that Patriots team I gotta go New England money line uh, 8 point spread is pretty fat I still go New England to cover that and 44 and a half that seems high considering it's a Bill Belichick defense I'm going under yep I think you've really summed it up pretty well there I think Patriots with a lot of time to prepare is just an easy pick. I'll I'll take minus eight points on them. I'll take a money line, and I'm seeing under for this game. I I don't I don't see a listless Broncos team putting up a offensive performance against Bill Belichick with extra time. It's going to be a really rough segue, especially since they've been really juggling quarterbacks. It does look like Drew Locke is going to play this week. Mm-hmm. Finally, good for him. I mean, he's been the bet- most promising looking quarterback, but yeah. there's been little to no time for them to develop any consistency with that Denver offense. Yeah. The receiving core has been a revolving door. The offensive line has been riddled with injuries. You've had different forward. quarterbacks, exactly, different quarterbacks coming in and out. Running backs have been a total revolving door again with Philip Lindsay finally coming back in, Melvin Gordon getting his DUI. I mean, the whole team is just a mess yeah. against Bill Belichick's team, which is always the epitome of prepared, organized, ready. prepared, ready. So I think that's the way that's going to end up there. So the next game we have on our docket is the Detroit Lions versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. This is uh, this is a, another matchup where it's not a particularly exciting one, but it does look like it might be a particularly close one. Yeah, I mean, these are two teams that really puzzle me, right? Uh, Detroit has pulled out some really big wins, mm-hmm. and yet also they've looked totally incompetent at times, and Matt Patricia just looked like he has no idea what he's doing. They've really played at the level of their opponents, but whether they win or lose while playing at that level is seemingly random. 
and then I would honestly say kind of similar to Jacksonville, but honestly they they're either playing to the level of their opponent shockingly or they're getting their doors blown in. Yeah. And, and, so, and there's really no in between. Uh I think I got to go Detroit just on consistency. Mm-hmm. I go Detroit to win, Detroit to cover at minus 3. 54 and a half is insane. Whoever set that line is nuts. Yeah. You definitely go under. Smoking rocks. Uh I'm with you there on that over under. This 54 and a half is ridiculous. I think uh and I think further to that point, I think it's going to be a pretty close game, but I think Detroit wins it. And I think they win it a little bit more handedly than by 3 points. So I'm going to take them against the spread. The next 1 o'clock game we got on the docket is an interesting, another divisional matchup we got. We have Houston Texans facing off against the Tennessee Titans. Titans have been extremely dominant. Texans have had a really terrible start and have lost their head coach, but are now seemingly a little bit rebounding a bit. Hey, they've got Romeo Cornell, who might be the number one interim head coach in NFL history. Yeah, He takes over teams, does well, oftentimes earns permanent head coaching job, and then gets fired pretty immediately. I'm a big Romeo, Romeo Cornell fan. Shouts out to him last week, by the way. Came the oldest coach in NFL history to win a regular season game. Mm-hmm. <sighs> This is a tough one, but I think the Titans really convinced me this past week. Yeah, beating the Bills. They really spanked the Bills, who have been so good. Uh, the cream of the crop, really, in the AFC are amongst the, the better teams there. And so I, I think i got to give them the benefit of the doubt, even though I like what Romeo Cornell's doing, and I think that that Texans team is playing with a little bit of a spring in their step now that they have rid themselves of the warden Bill O'Brien. Yeah, shedding the weight and, of Bill. Um, yeah, I, I think, though, I go with that, that Mike Vrabel-led Tennessee Titans team. Ryan Tannehill's looking really good right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, three and a half points. I still go Titans. I go Titans to win. I go Titans to cover. 53 and a half. I go under. I actually think if, if this is a shootout, the better chance the Texans have. Yeah. I think the Titans would... Titans can run up the score all they want, but they want to keep this score, the overall score, low if uh, if they want to really be in control of this game. Yeah, they. I mean, if they want to, uh, if we think this is go going how you think this is going, and quite frankly, how I kind of think this is going, I think the Titans are just a better team. They've been rolling. Um, they've had their COVID issues, obviously, you know, with their schedule getting bounced around. But Mike Vrabel seemingly has his guys prepared, and I think it's just going to be a tall order for this Texans team. I'm picking the Titans against the spread. I'm picking them money line, and I also see this game being under. I think 53.5 points is a ton of points to try and, uh, you know, race that Tennessee Titans team. So there is one more 1 o'clock time slot game, and it's another divisional matchup, but this is one that no one's going nobody to care cares about. about. No. Uh, this is the Washington football team against the New York Giants. Two terrible teams. They have mm. a single win between them. I guess this, for the two teams, I mean, it's about trying to find out for the Giants if Daniel Jones, uh, Danny Dimes, is a NFL quarterback or not. Yeah. And for... Washington is trying to figure out which of their inevitably not franchise quarterbacks they're going to keep riding until they get to draft a new one. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, these two teams are competing for 
top three, top one, top five draft pick. Uh, this game is... It's a shame that they even have to play it. Yeah. Two and a half point spread. How do you pick between them? Washington football team is the underdog by two and a half points, and it's a 43 and a half point spread. Or it's point, point line, rather. Uh, I actually, I think I'd go, uh, I'd go with the underdogs here. I think I'd go with Washington just on, honestly, I think Ron Rivera is a better head coach. I think Alex Smith or Kyle Allen, whoever's starting, is better than Daniel Jones. I think, yeah, I think I go with Washington. They've already won a game. That's true. They do have um, that. I believe it or not, they could see themselves in first place at the end of this week. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Washington and 43 and a half. Jesus, gouge my eyes out instead of watching this game. Um, 43 and a half. Wow. Right? It's. I'm gonna go under. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm not. That was when you just cut this whole thing out of the podcast. Yeah. This. This isn't gonna. This this isn't gonna make it. I'm gonna be really quick. I'm picking the Giants. I'm picking them against the spread. I'm picking a money line, and I'm also picking the under of forty-three and a half. I think, just because the Giants have a little bit of consistency, they might be able to put a game together and finally get them get a victory against another bad team. Sixteen is pretty tough. It's very hard to do in the uh, in the modern NFL. So, let's go to 4 o'clock, because it gets better, right? Psych doesn't, because we have the New York Jets facing off against the Miami Dolphins. Oh, great. So glad that these games are sandwiched together and we get to talk about them back-to-back. Nine-and-a-half point spread, that seems... Please stay with us. Please don't shut it off. Nine-and-a-half point spread seems a little disrespectful for the Jets. I actually maybe see them coming back a little bit after getting rid of Le'Veon Bell. Maybe he was a locker room cancer. Yeah. Maybe they were trying to force feed him the ball on their offense. He doesn't seem like he would be the problem on literally, that's like that's like pointing at like an ugly chair in the middle of a house that's on fire. You know what I mean? Like, like I doubt that he was the problem, but on the same token, maybe in the same way that like, you know, sometimes benching a quarterback or a coach getting fired or any of those things kind of can rally the troops. Yeah. Boost a team. So, uh, nine and a half points spread. Uh, I go with the Jets to cover that. It's a divisional game. They cover the nine and a half. Okay. The Dolphins still win. Okay. Forty-six and a half. That's dumb. Have I gone under for everyone? I don't know. A, I'm going yeah, under for again. a lot of them. Going uh, under again. That and that's reason. I first of all, I think you you basically just put your support behind the Jets in any capacity. So I disagree with you there. I think the Dolphins blow the door off a. Bad Jets team that's gotten worse this past week. Uh, I'll take the Dolphins money line, too. And, yeah, we're not seeing 46.5 points. We're lucky if we see 30 points out of this game. Uh, doesn't doesn't seem great. Now, we, finally, we do finally have a good game to talk about again. I know it's been so long. Uh, hopefully you stuck with us through it. Because we have the Green Bay Packers facing off against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In many people's opinions, at least of uh, at least at least a couple people's opinions, we got two of the best quarterbacks of a generation playing against each other in Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. 
Uh, Tom Brady's coming off a bad loss. Yeah, I would say. Uh, mm, I almost said I was going to say the mo- definitely the most decorated in the NFL right now, but Drew Brees. Yeah, there's is still Drew Brees. Playing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of shocking that Aaron Rodgers has only won one ring. Um, right now, though, the, the Packers seem like the more complete team, but both teams are really hobbled by injuries right now. Mm-hmm. I think I go. It's a one point spread, so it's basically a toss up. Spread is irrelevant. Yeah. One point. Yeah. Neither one of us is going to. You have to win by one point. Yeah, neither one was going to call a tie. No. For what it's worth, the Bucks are one point underdogs. I go Green Bay to win. I go Green Bay to cover. I go over 55 and a half. There we go. I picked one. Okay. I, I'm i with you with Green Bay. Uh, Green Bay, you know, I'll, minus one, fine. Take it. Uh, take it on money line. I don't see them. I don't see this being a very high-scoring game. Uh, I'm going under 55 and a half. That's just it's just a lot of points. Alrighty. Well, uh, moving into the evening games, it's weird. Only two afternoon games tomorrow. Yeah. COVID stuff uh, really striking again and bye weeks and whatnot. The LA Rams against the San Francisco 49ers. This one really to me doesn't seem like it's going to be that close. The Rams' defense has been dominating. Aaron Donald has really showed up to play this year. Yeah. Jimmy um, G's finally healthy, quote-unquote. Yeah, the Niners, though, have been a dumpster fire, and I think they have a Super Bowl hangover. I think they have COVID issues. I think they have no defensive line due to in- injuries. Yeah. Uh, I think that just overall it is a it is a bad year for a Niners team. It's a bad time for Niners fans. And I think uh, I think that's not even close. Two and a half point line for the Rams. I think that it's generous that it's that close. I go Rams to win. I go Rams to cover over under 52 points. I go under. I don't see the Niners putting up that many points. Even if the Rams go off and score 35, I don't see the Niners scoring 17. Yeah, um, I'm with you across the board on this one. San Francisco's really had the wheels come off their bus. Uh, and the Rams' defense is just a very good defense uh, coming up against a struggling San Francisco team. Doesn't look good for them. Uh, Rams, money line uh, with the spread, and picking that under 52. It's just too many points. So uh, I guess you could say a benefit, and not a benefit at all, but you know, a silver lining to this whole COVID fiasco in the NFL is we've gotten some weird scheduled games. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, we have two... Monday night football games this week. Yeah. Normally there's only two Monday night football games the first week of the season. It's a Monday Monday. It's becoming a regular thing right now with all the rescheduling they've had to do. So, first one at like 5 p.m., a really weird time, but we'll take it. It's yeah. football. Before we, I'm even off the clock. We have a really solid game. Uh, maybe one of the best of the week. Almost a shame that it's on Monday, but it'll be on national TV, so everybody will get to see it. We have the Chiefs versus the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. Now, a week ago, both of these teams looked pretty invincible. Both were undefeated. Mm -hmm. Both were rolling over their opponents. Mm -hmm. And both were heavily favored going into last week's matchups. Yep. Um, A week later, both these teams coming off their first losses. And both have a lot of question marks. Uh, the Chiefs are excited. They just signed Le'Veon Bell. Could add a new explosive all, uh, option to that offense where 
there is no lack of weapons. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, the Bills kind of got their block knocked off by the Titans. Yeah. They're going to be looking to kind of regain their footing. Um, this is a, a, a close spread, four and a half points, which is a little bit surprising. Yeah, Chiefs are favored. Chiefs are favored, but I almost actually would have thought it would be a little bit bigger. The Chiefs kind of don't don't win close games. No. I mean, they do. They win all sorts of games. Yeah. But you know what I mean? A lot, Most of the time when they win, it's not close. It's because they've stepped on the gas pedal and very much separated themselves and on the scoreboard. this Bills team, while they have rolled this season and put up big points, we haven't seen them have to really go tip for tat with a super high-powered, high-octane offense. No. And most of the time, when they have gone tip for tat with people, it's been not crazy offenses having crazy offensive displays yeah so i mean we will see uh the chiefs offense did not look its normal self against the vegas raiders last week no patrick mahomes looked really frustrated and so maybe that carries over and spills into this game but four and a half points seemed at first glance low to me Mm -hmm. uh if you're if you assume the chiefs are gonna roll which i think you can i don't know it's a tough one. This is a tougher game to pick this week. I think that being said, though, I do go, because I was surprised at the spread, I go Chiefs to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if that were 7.5, I actually wouldn't. No. But 4.5, I think I go Chiefs to cover. With the, Obviously, therefore, I'm going Chiefs to win. Uh, yeah, As good as the Bills team has looked this year, and I do think they've looked good, and I think they are the class of that NFC North, is it? Is it the AFC North? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I I also really think. I also really think, the Kansas City Chiefs just don't lose two games in a row. No. I think that they they are better at making adjustments on the fly, shaking off losses and coming back again. It's kind of that leadership thing. It's that, even though Pat Mahomes is young they now have this playoff experience and this winning mentality established in Kansas City that they know how to respond to these kinds of things where Buffalo, I feel like they're the type that can still be a little frazzled. All right. Well, I uh, I see this one being a little bit different. I see this being a real shootout. Uh, and I think because of that, I see this one coming down to kind of a field goal at the end of the game to really uh, separate the two teams. So I'm going to go I'm going to take the Bills with the points but I'm going to take the Chiefs on that money line and I think we see an over of 57 and a half. I think and we, I, I agree on that over by the way. I don't think I ever actually said that. No, I don't I don't think you mentioned it, but yes, the over at 57 and a half. I think we see a fireworks display. I think I think it comes down to the last second. Whoever's got the ball last is going to be putting up the field goal to, to take it home. Uh, so the second Monday night game. Yeah, our last game of the week. We have the Arizona Cardinals facing off against the Dallas Cowboys. The Cardinals are barely favorites, minus one. It's basically a pick em. And the over-under is at 55 for this one. And I'll tell you right now. Losing Dak Prescott really put a, what I think is a nail in the coffin of this Cowboys season. Um, you know, they've had their defensive woes throughout the season. They haven't looked like the 
Dallas Cowboys of the past couple years where they've been rattling off wins and also having a defense to back them up. Um, this Arizona Cardinals has a has a pretty pretty good spread offense, and that'll be a, looking to attack the weakness of this Cowboys team. I'm going Arizona against the spread uh, on the money line, and I don't I don't see Dallas uh, replicating their offensive production with uh, Andy Dalton. I'm I'm picking the under 55 in this one. So I'm uh, I'm on the fence with this one. This is a weird one for me. First of all, I'm very puzzled by the spread here. I'm I'm shocked by it. This is a Cowboys team that has been bad. Uh, the offense has been incredible, uh, earth-shattering. Uh, you know, on trends to be one of the greatest offenses of all time. I mean, it was kind of reminiscent to the greatest show on turf. You know, with Tory Holt, Isaac Bruce, Marshall Falk. Yes. I mean, this was. C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elliott, Dak Prescott. I mean, they were putting up crazy numbers, and yet the team still couldn't win. The defense was hemorrhaging yards and points. The game planning and miscues and penalties to take them out of field goal range or scoring range to end drives, the special teams miscues and turnovers... The, the team had could not get out of its own way. And yet, after losing their quarterback, their leader, presumably their best player, the person who was putting up statistically the most impressive season out of anybody else on the team, it's only a one-point line? Yeah, no, it's... Uh... I, I don't know. I don't know where they got this line from. Now, I'll say this. Arizona's also been kind of disappointing. They've been hit or miss. Mm-hmm. I will also say that Andy Dalton is a very respectable, very respectable NFL quarterback. Decade career. Brought a team, usually perennially mediocre team, to the playoffs. Uh, you know, maybe would have deserved... If the league were not so abundant in, in quarterback talent right now, maybe would have deserved getting a, getting almost like the Colts job that Phillip Rivers got. Yes. Or some form of open veteran quarterbacking position. Oh, yeah. As a result, settles for the backup quarterback job in Dallas. Yeah, goes um, home. So I, I could see Andy Dalton performing for this team. But... Considering all the things I just said about the way that the, this team was operating, how they got here. their flaws were big enough that I don't see them being just fixed overnight. No, I think Andy Dalton's going to put up some good numbers. I think we should expect to see this offense still score points. I think it's the same way that Nick Foles put up big numbers in that Eagles offense after Carson Wentz went down. It was a highly functioning offense with a lot of weapons and pieces that were working well together. You have Zeke Elliott, who is a generational halfback. You have multiple very talented wide receivers who can create space, make catches, and then make plays after the catch. That offense should be able to score points, Mm -hmm. but... The fact that their odds and the spread are as good. What? So are you saying that Dallas would have been heavy favorites had Dak not gotten hurt? Keep in mind, they were losing to the New York Giants last week before Dak was hurt. So uh, this is a giant question mark to me. I'm going to end my rant. 
Um, I go with Arizona to win. I go with Arizona to cover. 55 seems... Um, actually, 55 seems about right. I think we're going to get... I think we're going to go over. I think we're going to hit the over for that 55 because it's a high-scoring Arizona offense. It's a Dallas defense that hemorrhages points. Mm-hmm. And like I said, with the star power on that Dallas team... That offense is still going to produce in some capacity. Yeah. It's not like they're just going to go out there and lay eggs and score zero points and punt it thirteen times. That's just not how that. The there's too much talent on that offense to have that happen. Yeah, Andy Andy Dalton's inheriting a very good spot uh, to operate, but I just I don't know how this game is still so close. It makes yeah, no it sense was pretty to me. shocking to me. So. We will see how things work out. Hopefully there is a more games for us to talk about next week. I mean, yes. COVID has been absolutely ravaging the league and really taking over every team's agenda, schedule, facilities. I mean, you name it. It's been it's been insane. It's been crazy to watch. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we have games next week, and really we will be the first ones to know. Uh, we have next Thursday, we will have Eagles versus Giants, so we'll have a very special hometown edition of our Thursday night predictions as uh, our team will actually be the ones playing that night. Yeah. Um, Against an opponent that we feel like we should be optimistic about. Yeah, so maybe we'll actually be in a good mood with it. Yeah. Otherwise, we will touch base with you guys on Monday with our normal weekly podcast. Thank you for listening. And you can catch our podcast really anywhere where the podcasts are found. Google Play, Apple, uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, you name it. Yeah, we're and, there. And check out our socials at B-O-T-T Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, if you like it, tell a friend, share it. If you want a sticker, hit us up. We'll get you a sticker. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great weekend. Thanks, everybody.